0: This is another episode of The Blossom Podcast, your number one source for everything bariatric surgery, from pre-op to post-op. Registered Dietitian Alex Conception gives you real, raw tips, and motivation through your journey. This is The Blossom Podcast. What's going on guys? Welcome back to The Blossom Podcast. Today I want to revisit water, sipping, and the importance of water. So if you just had surgery not that long ago, just remember the number one reason for readmission of the hospital post-bariatric surgery is dehydration. So what we advocate in the first two weeks is the number one priority is hydration. It's fluid. 64 ounces is the goal. Minimum 48, especially in the beginning. But we do use IV therapy at the hotel, if you've, uh, if you've had surgery with us or if you're considering having surgery with us, we also have IV therapy the next day, which is extremely helpful. But it is a testament to how important it is as well as how difficult it can be. Okay, yeah. Now, six ounces an hour, that is a realistic expectation on weight. I'm sorry, not whales. Realistic expectation on sipping and getting hydrated and the amount of water that you can get in early on, but also know that we do have patients already drinking 100 ounces at two weeks, but we also have patients still drinking 20 ounces at two months. Those who struggle the most are typically those who are very poor water drinkers before surgery. So, If that is you, basically you just need to turn into a good water drinker. Now, six ounces an hour, that is not a requirement. It is an average. You can drink a ton more. But by that perspective, you can get half a gallon in half a day. The issue is you don't drink all day. You're about to go to bed. You're not catching up. And that is for sure because you will not be able to chug. You're not going to be able to to guzzle that water down. So if you are a nighttime drinker or you get all your water in at night, it's not going to work. Now you have to sip diligently throughout the day because you don't want to end up in the hospital. Again, the number one reason for readmission to the hospital is dehydration. So don't go to the hospital for something as preventable as taking a sip every 15, 30 minutes. Now there is no actual restriction when it comes to fluid intake. It's just the fact that you had a surgical procedure. So if you can imagine cutting your arm and you poke it every 15 minutes, that's essentially what you're doing when you're drinking, you're poking a wound. Now, 100 people might say, ouch, 100 people might cry, and 100 people will say, you know, that wasn't so bad at all. And things can be even a little bit slower too if you have a heart or hernia repair, you know, so you essentially what's going on is you are poking two wounds on the way down. So yes, it can be a little bit slower. So that's why I say six ounces an hour is more of an average, but it is doable. What we give you in your bag now, if you do come to Blossom, is a shot glass, which is two ounces. And that is very realistic. It's very doable when you approach sipping in that manner because all you have to do is knock out three shot glasses an hour every hour and you're going to get half a gallon in half a day. So for those of you freaking out that you're doing so well. Okay, so yes, we tell you that six ounces by volume is what your stomach can hold, and you're drinking a ton more than that. This is also where I say, or again, there is no actual restriction when it comes to fluid intake. If you're drinking 40 ounces an hour, that is perfectly fine. There are different rates of emptying every system in the body needs water every cell in the body needs water so don't freak out thinking oh my gosh you know i'm drinking 40 ounces did i destroy my stomach did i stretch it out what is going on no there's different rates of emptying and also nothing is really slowing it down in terms of food intake um, especially in the first couple weeks, because you're just drinking, so it's going to be a little bit quicker in that regard. And if you're not feeling any pain, the rule of thumb is at your pace, the more the better. And that's where we're at. And that that example just goes back to the comparing, which I talk about in the in the in the past and previous episodes. Don't compare, okay? So if you are drinking 40 ounces and or 50 ounces, while everybody else is only drinking four, my question is always, who's everybody else? Okay, so again, at your pace, the more the better, you're not going to stretch out your stomach, you're not going to do any damage, your body will let you know far before you do any real damage. Okay, now, for those of you who are a little bit farther on are struggling, with that fluid intake, for the most part, it is old habits, dying hard. We used to chug, we used to drink a lot more or our perception of what is little is not little enough. So you would take a chug of water or you would take a big gulp and you will feel pain, right? So our natural biological trigger is to avoid that pain because we only we do things for two reason in the pursuit of pleasure or the avoidance of pain so you stick your finger in a, a light socket and you electrocute yourself of course you know your body and your brain is going to trigger that that is bad and you don't want to do that so we avoid it a little bit then ultimately you're saying oh I I can only get 20 ounces in a day I can only get 30 ounces in a day you know but I'm really trying no we are mentally blocking ourselves because we had a bad experience so take it down a little bit less and use like I said a shot glass or something of that nature to where you can sip a little bit less and just do it a little bit more freaking because when you example attack trying to build the great wall you know it's not going to work but if you attack it um with the perception and the approach to lay one brick at a time it's going to happen over time and it's going to be a lot more manageable and we are it's essentially easier to swallow right pun intended so take it a little bit slower and you will be able to frequently get those sips and set an alarm on your watch or your phone, and it's gonna be, uh, you'll be able to knock out that that fluid intake. And of course, you can spruce up your fluid intake with Gatorade Zero, Powerade Zero, Propel Zero, things of that nature, Crystal Light, um, Mio. We say no caffeine, we take out caffeine prior to surgery so you can deal with the headaches before surgery rather than after, but even afterwards, it's not a bad thing once you're getting adequate hydration. Number one reason for readmission in the hospital is dehydration. Caffeine is a diuretic. It increases that risk. So if you're a coffee drinker or, or, or something like that, you know, you don't want to go to the hospital for a cup of coffee. Once you are hitting 64 ounces of fluid, I'm okay with you adding caffeine back in. And uh, for some it's one week, for some it's two months. Just know the risk. But what we also suggest is decaf. There are trace amounts of caffeine in the decaf, enough to kick a headache, but not enough to really jeopardize your hydration So you can get that decaf in, possibly kick a headache, but no cream, no sugar. There is no value in that. So what we also recommend is doing something like a premier vanilla or caramel shake, right? Or a protein shake and use that as your cream and sugar. That way you are adding value. But for a lot of people, it's that morning ritual. That morning ritual does a lot we've been doing it for years right something is missing in the morning so you can maintain that morning ritual with the decaf coffee and uh with with a a vanilla or a caramel or something of that nature to sweeten things up a little bit and hopefully it will allow you to get through your day a little bit better, right? And then once you're getting that hydration in, then you can switch over to to a full caffeinated coffee. Otherwise tea, again, make sure that it is decaf and uh once you're getting that hydration in, you'd be able to you'd be able to switch it over to a full caffeinated tea. That's basically what I wanted to talk to you about today is introducing that sipping. Those who are struggling, it's okay. You just have to take it a little bit slower because you can and you will get that in. Because if you don't, three things are going to happen. You're going to get an IV, you're going to get a wasted day, and you're going to get a bill. Okay, so we don't want that either. So sip diligently break it down to six ounces an hour every 15 minutes or so, you'd be able to get half a gallon in half a day. And then, of course, you can start pressing your limits. Now, when it comes to sipping and eating at the same time, that is also just an outline. The idea is your stomach is a lot smaller right now. We want to prioritize hydration. We want to prioritize calories. But if you do them at the same time, you're not going to prioritize eating. Either So that's where the, you know, 30 minutes comes from. Now, again, that is just an outline and it's better to start off at a lengthy duration rather than a slow duration because you wouldn't think you can tolerate anything at all. So if you are hitting the amount of calories and protein while waiting, let's say, five minutes or three minutes to sip, then by all means, go for it. If you're the type of person that needs to lubricate your mouth when you eat, go for it. There's no actual contraindication between fluid and food. You know, it's just the fact that we want you to get adequate protein, adequate calories, and adequate hydration. So by waiting, it's going to be a lot more doable by waiting. So if you don't need to wait that 30 minutes, that's perfectly fine. Just make sure that you are still getting hydrated and getting those calories, hitting those numbers, okay? So, that's pretty much it. Drink that water. It's very important. We'll we'll do a follow-up on more of the importance of water and how it can help you break stalls and things like that as well. But for right now, that's it, guys. I'll see you in the next. Peace. <laughs> This was another episode of The Blossom Podcast. For more motivation and future episodes with Alex, make sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any life-changing moments.